the United States of Horror may contain some graphic or explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's, it's going. I just had some candy, so I'm good now. <laughs> okay. Now well, my, that's good. Now my tummy hurts. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Well, hi, Kaylee. Hello, Jeffrey. What are we? We are United, United States, States of Horror. Horror. So, <laughs> if you can't tell by our title, it's going to be an interesting one. Yes. It's now, either going to be one part or two parts. Honestly, it just depends on how quickly we get through the information. Um, but this is our... Finale? Technically. And then we have our, you know, our um, campfire horror story. You know, that stuff. I can't. Horror campfire stories. Thank you. I can't speak. Everyone knows this. (sighs) Yes. I think so by now. If not, what are they here for? They know I didn't. Exactly. They know you're the good one and I'm the bad one. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, goodness. So, I think I'll, uh, I'll leave the name out of the title. It'll just be like finale or something like that. Season one finale, so that they won't know until they either read the description or click on the episode what we're going to be talking about. Oh, so what I said earlier will not matter. I'm okay with this. Well, no. They'll know that it's the finale. But they won't know know who we're talking about. Until right now. Until we introduce our topic. Who is it, Kaylee? Well, for our finale, I figured we could talk about somebody who has a significant number of murders across the states. Across the states? Not in just one state specifically, but across the United States. So, a pretty well-known killer. Yeah, who recently passed away, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because they did not... They didn't wrap up all of the cases. He just recently got caught and just recently started confessing and... Some people think that he's much like the Green River Killer due to the amount of murders that he confessed to. So if you don't know by now who I'm hinting towards, we're going to be talking about Samuel Little. <gasps> Samuel Little? Yeah. Yay, I like Sam this Sam Lil. You, so is this Stuart Little's brother? No. Are you sure? And you do not like this guy, trust me. I, he's uh-oh. horrible. So is he related to the mouse, though? I mean... Stuart Little. You know that show, movie, He could book? be, like, a cousin. Weird cousin that kills a people? A real weird cousin that kills and murders. Have you and seen Stuart Little? He's a crazy little killer mouse. I mean, what? How am I wrong? How am I wrong, Kaylee? <laughs> oh, when did he murder people, Jeffrey? Um, how is he talking, Kaylee? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. So. Anyway. Like you, like you said, though, Samuel Little... So unfortunately, because he passed away, I feel like there's a lot of cases that will forever be unsolved because I don't, I don't know if he, yeah, anyway, there's a lot and you guys will figure, you know, figure it out through everything we talk about, but I'm excited. I'm already sad. Really? (laughs) Don't be sad. Get glad. Oh, we're not sponsored by them, guys. I know. I wish we were. So what do you think, Jeffy, uh, as our finale? Should we just jump right into it? Jump, jump, jump right in. Me first. Okay, you want to go? You want me to help you? Yeah, well, duh. I don't want to talk the whole... They don't, I'm sure they don't want me to talk the whole time. I'm pretty sure they do because they're rather <laughs> you than me. I guess. So, all right, guys. Let me go first. Sorry, guys. My bones are all cracking because I'm old. <laughs> I'm not cracker-lacking. Cracker-lacking... Finger looking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. Oh, all right. Okay, Samuel Little. Born June 7th, 1940. And he died in December 30th, 2020. So just a few weeks ago. Sad. He was an American serial killer who was convicted in 2012 of the murders of three women in California between 1987 and 1989, as well as in 2000. Of eight, wait, as well as 2018 of the murder of one woman in Texas in 1994. Off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, first paragraph, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> so he claimed to have killed as many as 93 women. Yep. 
and investigators have linked him to over 60 murders. That is insane. Insane. That is a astronomical number. And the fact that they've been able to corroborate a lot of those murders is why I think that we will never know. The true amount. The true amount. Because the amount of times where evidence is just stored improperly from from back then, DNA evidence has deteriorated over time. There's no conclusive way to link him. However, there were so many serial killers operating around that same time that he was. Yeah. So it's... Definitely. and th- But this guy was did an interesting take, and I think that's why he, it was harder for him to get. Yeah. Which we'll go into soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, <laughs> I know you're listening, guys, Oof. has confirmed Little's involvement in at least 50 murders, the largest number of proven cases for any serial killer in United States history. Which Gary Ridgway is probably pissed right now because he previously, I think... Well, he claimed at least to have that many or more. I think he claimed to have, like, over 100 murders. Yeah, there's been three known killers before. H.H. Holmes, you know, Greenway Killer. Yeah, Green uh, Green River. River, Green River. (laughs) Greenway, what up, city, uh, wherever you are, (laughs) represent you. I wonder Uh, if they wear blue. um, Uh, Anyway, and then, you know, most people recognize, you know, big names like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer. But a lot of people don't know about Little. Yeah. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. Well, there was a recent, I think there was a Netflix documentary, so I'm sure a lot of people will figure it out, but... No, especially now that everything... Okay. But anyway, I'm getting off track, guys. Mm -hmm. You know, choo-choo, get on caboose. Um, (laughs) He allegedly murdered women across 19 states over a third of a century, ending around 2005. So he he did this for a long time. For a long time. And over a large, expansive area. So, yeah. He is considered the deadliest serial killer in U.S. history. Yep. Which that of we know of, you know, H.H. Yeah. Holmes. Everyone thought he was going to be the main guy. Nope. Nope. You know. Yeah. So I can talk about his childhood a little bit. Please, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, get down. Get down from that right now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Me and the Kitty were fighting. I guess so. She won. Samuel Little was born. On June 7th of 1940 in Reynolds, Georgia, to a mother he claimed was a sex worker. So there's a lot of speculation as to his childhood and kind of the, the environment that he grew up in, which I I still have that like back and forth of, okay, but some people grow up in pretty terrible environments and don't murder over 90 whatever women. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, Soon after his birth, Little's family moved to Lorraine, Ohio, where he was brought up mainly by his grandmother. He attended Hawthorne Junior High School, where he had problems with discipline and achievement. And in 1956, after being convinced of breaking and entering into... Oh, Uh, sorry, convicted. (laughs) Convincing. He was convinced to. Oh, he was convincing, all right. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Convicted of breaking and entering into property in Omaha, Nebraska, Little was in in an institution for juvenile offenders. So, you know, I just imagine, you know, I don't even know Peyton Manning, football guys, but he would always yell, Omaha, Omaha, when he, before he threw. So imagine this guy breaking your house, yelling Omaha, and just throwing your TV to this other guy. Okay, not funny. <laughs> like, Maybe the sports guys will think that's funny, but to me, I'm like, okay. Omaha, Omaha, you know, chuck a toaster or something. <laughs> that's my nice toaster. Not anymore. Oh, Touchdown, gosh. spike it. But, okay, something worth mentioning um, besides Jeff's off-track rant. Let me give a good, uh, shut up, Jeff. Yay. So, a lot of these serial killers, as we've kind of, like, gone through the list of the big names or whatever, we've seen a lot of them kind of start off with those petty crimes, the breaking and entering. That's kind of where they start. It's almost like the gateway drug to... Serial yeah. murder. That or stalking, peeking, peeping. Peeping Toms. Peeping Toms, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Especially breaking and entering. It's always a step up. It's about, like, it's being in control of other people in a way. I don't know. It's, it's a weird. fear of the unknown. Fear. Inducing fear. So, Little moved to Florida to live with his mother in his late 20s, working at various times as a cemetery worker which is creepy, and an ambulance attendant by his own account. So this is all according to him, which... 
Which is actually could be kind of cool, but it yeah. could really mess up your your um being around death and kind of death being and accustomed scene. to trauma and yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. He said he then began traveling more widely and had more run-ins with the law, being arrested in eight states for crimes that included driving under the influence, fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and rape. Little claimed that he took up boxing during his stints in prison, referring to himself as a former prize fighter. So we see that his little, like, nomad lifestyle... For one, it's kind of a blessing that he got arrested because police are now able to place him in a certain state they, or a certain area in certain times. So if they have missing people or murdered women or bodies that were found, they've been able to kind of see where he was at what time frame and link him to those murders. Yeah, especially when you have so, a long uh they rap say sheet. rap sheet, like a rapper, <laughs> of seriously though, of crimes in yeah. all these different states. You can mm -hmm. actually keep track of how it's getting worse. Exactly. Like you said, it the last created thing, a timeline. Last thing you said was rape. Mm -hmm. Right before that, or after that, is normally a lot more of a horrible offense. Yeah. So, you want to continue? So, Little claimed that you took up. Oh, yeah. You just after did that. that. <laughs> after that. So, he was a boxer. Boxer. Yep. So, but I guess so, according to his. Like no. a boxer, like an Amazon boxer? Okay, okay. Never mind. <laughs> in 1961, Little was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store in Lorraine. He was released in 1964. By 1975, he had been arrested 26 times in 11 states for crimes including theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, and attacks on government officials. So really, he just... The thing, the re I think the reason why he got away with it is because back then they didn't have much communication between departments. And it's something that we've seen over and over and over again also. Because these departments didn't communicate, there wasn't a way for them to realize, okay, this guy is a repeat offender. Yeah, especially look at like the Golden State Killer. That was in the same state, and they still didn't communicate with each other. Exactly. So, so why would you think different states would communicate with each other? And that's how he ended up continuing on his like rampage of crime essentially and he this, would just move and you know there's a lot this is when the fbi was looking at more brighter uh more range killers serial killers at the time they're looking for killers not for like you well know, that's the rise of, of serial killers in, yeah, in that time so bigger ones but this is when he was doing you know like you said um little like theft little fraud little stuff here that there. we know of. that we know of that's what's on record that's on that's record. the thing we have no idea obviously now we have an idea but he could have been killing all in between there which i think he was yeah so he just wasn't caught he was getting caught on the smaller stuff but he was getting away with all the murders so so in 1982 little was arrested in pascagoula Pascagoula. Pascagoula, Mississippi. I don't know why I did that mm, accent, guys. That was really weird. I don't think they have that accent. I don't think so. I want to hear it, guys. Can you, can you give us a message in that accent? Yeah, whoever is from Mississippi, send us a voice memo or something. And like an Italian. What? An Italian, Pascagoula, Mississippi. <laughs> and charged with murder of 22-year-old Melinda Rose Laprie, who had gone missing in who had gone missing in September of that year. So this is when he got charged with his first murder. Charged with. Charged, guys. Listen. Charged. Listen. You're going to get angry over and over and over again. So, a grand jury declined to indict him for her murder. However, while under investigation, Little was transferred to Florida to be brought to trial for the murder of 26-year-old Patricia Ann Mount, whose body was found in September 1982. So, bodies are slowly starting to stack yeah. for these victims. He's starting to, you know. And they're like, oh, look, we're going to indict him. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, there's a body over there. They can take care of it. <laughs> right? That state will take care of it. Florida is more hardcore with that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's why uh, yeah, Florida. Ted Bundy got. Or Indiana. Speaking of which, sorry to interrupt the story, guys. <laughs> Do you hear they had their first execution of a woman? Yeah. Oh, while. yeah. They did. In Indiana. Yep, they sure did. So Indiana and Florida, 
they love the death penalty, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Brought it back. It's been a while, guys. Yeah, it's insane. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but we just want to let you know that happened. Yeah, it did happen. So, where was I? Oh, yeah. Prosecution witnesses? Yeah, prosecution witnesses identified Little in court as a person who spent time with Mount on the night before her disappearance. Due to mistrust of witness testimonies, Little was acquitted in January 1984. So I'm telling you, you're going to get angry over and over and over again. Because these women were sex workers, the jury did not think that they were viable witnesses. They are really biased. Yeah, extremely biased. And back then, that's what happened. These poor women, yes, they were stuck in this horrible cycle of drugs and soliciting sex and stuff like that. But it doesn't make them less human. And unfortunately, that's how people viewed them as, you know, incapable of telling the truth, which is really sad. I yeah, hate especially. That. Yeah. So would you like to take over, Kaylee? Sure. Where are we again? Oh, Little moved to California, where he stayed in the vicinity of San Diego. What's with killers in the West California. Coast? I don't know. California has many big name killers. Maybe it's the beach. Maybe it's It might be. Big cities and, you know, the rain, the weather. I mean, it's a good time to kill in the <laughs> beach semi-time. You Lots wear swim trunks, stab little people, and then, you know, go for Just throw wedding. your swim trunks in the ocean. Whoa, that's that's nudity. They don't do that. <laughs> Some beaches do. I know they do that, but like, killers don't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they have at least some decency, apparently. I guess so. In October of 1984, he was arrested for kidnapping, beating, and strangling 22-year-old Lori Barros, who survived. One month later, he was found by police in the backseat of his car with an unconscious woman also beaten and strangled in the same locations as the attempted murder of Barros. So this Bobo. Uh, <laughs> this Bobo. That's bo okay. We can use that. This Bobo. If you don't know what that is, message us. We'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Go to pinesoftheroundtable.com. Uh, free shout out for you guys. But if he just, he went to the same place that he, he initially tried to kill this person. So police just did a random little stroll down the road thinking, hmm, maybe this guy is stupid enough to come back. Guess what? He was there. He was. And he was doing something inappropriate. Yeah, as the police pulled up, he got out of the car, was pulling his pants up and fastening his belt, and they found this poor girl spread eagle, like passed out like in the backseat. Like dead, seat. they had to bring her back to life. He tried to tell them that it was his wife. Yeah. And they were like, um, okay. We found, we, I saw some interviews with the cops who talked about it, and they said it was mo one of the most disturbing things they've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I imagine if you walk up and you see someone almost dead. And they had to, like, help guard her, bring her back. And... Uh, yeah. So after that incident, Little served two and a half years in prison for both crimes, which, which is atrocious, honestly. So if they think they found the murderer of a woman and then attempted, the attempted murder. Woman, murder and a rape of that woman, yeah, a different woman, and he only gets two and a half years? And this is why... People like that continue their cycle because they don't see real repercussions for their actions. And they know they can get away with it. Yeah, especially rape and murder. Are you serious? <laughs> Just two years. There's people who do, like, you know, smoke a little of something, and they get, like, 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Especially in California. So. so. Well, not now, but back then. Uh, so upon his release in February of 1987, he immediately moved to Los Angeles and kid committed more than 10 additional murders. 10 murders. Same state, just, you know, little while away. Just, oh, the next big city. <laughs> little was arrested on September 5th in two, of 2012 at a homeless sh shelter in Louisville, Kentucky, and extradited to California to face a narcotics charge, after which authorities used DNA testing to establish that he was involved in the murders of Carol Eileen Elford, killed on July 13th of 1987. Guadalupe Duarte Apodaca, killed on September 3rd of 1987. And Audrey Nelson Everett, killed on August 14th of 1989. All three women were killed and later found on the streets of L.A. He was extradited to Los Angeles, where he was charged on January 7th of 2013. So this is just the beginning of 
the actual, unraveling. Yeah. Like we said earlier in the beginning of the episode, you got charged for three. Mm-hmm. This is what they have for sure. Yep. Now let's get into other yeah. things. So a few months later, the police said that Little was being investigated for the involvement in three dozen murders committed in the 1980s, which until then had been undisclosed. In connection with the new circumstances in Mississippi, the Lurpree murder case was reopened. In connection with, oh, oops, in total, Little was tested for the involvement in 93 murders of women committed in many U.S. states. Little was tried for the murders of Alfred Nelson and Apodaca in September of 2014. The prosecution presented the DNA evidence as well as the testimony of witnesses who were attacked by the accused at different times throughout his criminal career. And then on September 25th, 2014, Little was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment without possibility of parole on the day of the verdict. Oh, wait. On the day of the verdict, Little continued to insist on his innocence. So I hate that. I hate when they do that. Um, they say until. Huh? Right? Well, on, on the day of the verdict, he continued to insist on it. Yeah. So I think afterwards, he got a little better. Well, yeah. But I hate whenever they initially are like, oh, no, I never did it. That wasn't me. You don't have DNA evidence or anything or actual witnesses of me, me doing it to them. It's like actual people who said, oh, yeah, like that's the guy that tried to kill me. Like the lady in that car who yeah. literally, you know, strangled and almost yeah. beaten and killed. So, you can go ahead and take on the confessions. So, did you say he was found guilty? Yes. Or did you also say he was serving a sentence at the California State Prison in Los Angeles nope. County? Aha! I got you on something. Ha ha. I guess. I kind of skipped it on purpose, but oh, my you do you. I mean, we, we were right over there. We could <laughs> stop by and say hi, Kelly. We could have. But God is all autograph. I don't think uh, I want it. He's uh, kind of grimy. I mean, get one of his things, if you know what I mean. One of his drawings. Oh, one of his paintings. So, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. So, here are some later confessions of his. On November 9th, 2018, Little confessed to the 1996 fatal strangulation of Melissa Melissa Thomas. On November 13th, 2018, Little was charged with the 1994 murder of Denise Christie Brothers in Odessa, Texas after having confessed the crime to a Texas ranger in May 2018. So, so this guy in Texas, he had suspected Little, and um, I think that they had DNA in that in that case as well. I believe so, too. And I think he put it in a general system. What is it? Whatever. F- I'm not going to try. FICA, FICA, So pretty much in the database for the... One of those acronyms, I don't know. It's a database for the FBI to compare serial killer problems like things theories but the texas ranger was really smart because he went in and he established some rapport with little and really got on his good side and like i think as a result of the relationship that they established a lot of the confessions came from that because he started talking finally to this texas ranger because of whatever happened in between you know their interviews and stuff like that he just like he got him talking he gained his truck truck his trust he gave him respect and he's the one who started bringing him paper and crayons and everything else so we'll learn more about it but it's just kind of exciting the work that he did it really it it, it was tremendous it was so So, little pleaded guilty to the murder of brothers on december 13th and received another life sentence yep the Ector County, Texas District Attorney, and Wise County, Texas Sheriff's Office announced on November 13th that Little had confessed to dozens of murders and may have committed more than 90 across 14 states between 1970 and 2005. It's just insane. Like, it's hard to put that into perspective. Imagine... 90 people. Like, there are so many cold cases that could be attributed to him. To him. And he got away with it because he was just a nomad. He was never in one place for very long. Yeah. And Imagine us talking to this guy who you think just killed one or a couple people. And say, hey, I brought you some Arby's. Can you draw me someone, maybe someone you killed? Does this case sound familiar? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. to the fact that they've been able to corroborate 60 of them, that means that they have some sort of DNA or something linking him to it. Just, it's incredible. 
It's like, how, it like crazy. you know how some people are like, oh, I forgot my phone in the other room. Oh, yeah. And then there's this one guy. Oh, I forgot about that murder. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just... It's insane. So, where was I at? Oh, yeah. Um, on November 15th, 2018, a Russell County, Alabama <laughs> district attorney announced that Little had earlier... That Little had earlier that month confessed to the 1979 murder of 23-year-old Brenda Alexander, whose body was found in Phoenix City, <laughs> yeah. Alabama. Not is it Phoenix or Phoenix? I don't know. Phoenix. It's like a Phoenix. It's spelled kind of weird. But I imagine I it's, it's Southern Phoenix. Phoenix. All right. Yeah, that's probably how they say it. <laughs> so why don't we do one more, Kelly? Oh, I can uh-huh. keep going. Okay. On November 16th of 2018, Macon, Georgia, sheriffs announced that Little had credibly confessed to the 1977 strangling murder of an unidentified woman and the 1982 strangling murder of 18-year-old Fredonia Smith. We've been to Macon. It's beautiful. It's so good. They had really good food there. Yes. So, anyway. Macon with bacon. That was last year. In the fall of 2018, Little also confessed to the 1982 murder of 55-year-old Dorothy Richards and the 1996 murder of 40-year-old Daisy McGuire. Both of their bodies were found in Houma, Louisiana. On November 19th of 2018, Harrison County, Mississippi Sheriff Troy Peterson said Little confessed to the strangulation murder of 36-year-old Julia Critchfield in the Gulfport area in 1978 and dumping her body off a cliff Ugh, so ugh, yeah on november 20th of 2018 lee county mississippi law enforcement officials announced that little had admitted to killing 46 year old nancy carol stevens and tupelo mississippi in 2005 and that the case would be presented by to a grand jury in january of 2019 so, another thing to mention is that his memory was so sharp, all he had to do was kind of get started, and he just, he, he was like, this is what happened, this is how it happened, this is the details. Sometimes he remembered their name, sometimes he didn't. Yeah, so. well, sometimes he wouldn't ask it for a name, but he would remember their hair color, their eye color. He'd be able to describe certain facial features and... The dimples in their cheeks, everything. Yeah. Um... Did I do that one? On November 21st, 2018, Richland County, South Carolina authorities announced that Little had confessed to murdering 19-year-old Evelyn Weston, whose body was found near Fort Jackson, South Carolina in 1978. He confessed to having killed 20-year-old Rosie Hill in Marion County, Florida in 1982. And on November 27th of 2018, the Federal Bureau of Investigations announced that a violent crime apprehension program team had confirmed 34 of Little's confessions and were working to match the remainder of Little's confessions to known murders or suspicious deaths. So they were tagged. It's not like he was just making these confessions and they were unsubstantiated. Yeah, they had a... a a sheet or like a list pretty much of unsolved murders. And they're still on the FBI website. I'll link it below. There's a list of the victims that he has claimed as well as photos that he drew. Um, so we'll have to link that because it's crazy. Yeah. How you could just draw someone so perfectly clear yeah. like that. They have little details about the person and kind of like the backstory and everything else. So Little began making the confessions in exchange for a transfer out of the Los Angeles County prison in which he was being held. So it wasn't completely selfless. He had motives behind all of it. And yeah, it wasn't just to be a good person. Like he really wanted something in exchange for it. So one of his confessions included a previous cold case homicide in Prince George's County, Maryland, Previously, one of the only two homicide cases in that county with unidentified victims. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Imagine, like, the most prolific serial killer. In your town. In your town. Yeah. We're famous. Not for a good thing. Yeah. In December of 2018, Little was indicted for the strangulation of Linda Sue Boards, 23. um, To death. 
Oh, he strangled her to death. Oh, in May of 1981 in Warren County, Kentucky. Her body was found May 15th of 1981 near U.S. Route 68. One away from 69. Okay. I'm not even commenting on that. Please don't. (laughs) One of Little's victims was identified in December 2018 as Martha Cunningham of Knox County, Tennessee, who was 34 years old when Little murdered her in 1975. So... Can I make another pun? I need a little Monica in my life. Stab, stab, stab. I need a little bit of Jessica. Choke, choke, choke. (laughs) Not funny? Okay. I can see him playing that song in like headphones while he's doing his thing. Oh my gosh. That's like one of those like montages that are supposed to be humorous. But it's really like horrific. Yeah. (laughs) In every single way. Except this is real and people really die. And it's really sad. I know I feel bad. (laughs) I mean... Now I'm crying. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Now I'm crying. On May 31st, 2019, Cayuga County, Ohio prosecutors announced indictments with four counts of aggravated murder and six counts of kidnapping that that accused Little of killing Mary Jo Payton in 1984 and Rose Evans in 1991 in Cleveland. Both victims were also strangled and dumped. So his MO is pretty much the same throughout. He has some sort of fascination with strangling women and choking them to death and watching the life go out of their eyes, which is kind of scary. I mean, we've discussed this before, but I think strangulation is just one of the worst because it's not quick. It takes a lot of continued effort and strength to sit there in the same position and literally watch someone's life go out of their... Sometimes they'll be begging for their life and you just don't care. Like you would... Another thing to mention, too, is they noticed that Little had all kinds of scars along his neck, and they suspect that that's from... Claw marks. Yeah. Uh, it makes me so sad. I hate that so much. Are we going to tell him why he was fascinated with strangulation? Go ahead. Because apparently, in his interview with him, when he was young, he saw his teacher always grabbing her own neck, and he thought it was really sexual. He, yeah. He, he found it really attractive. Yeah. So that's what got him going to want to do it with other women. Yeah. And so a lot of people think it was that going against his mother. So he combined the two, what he wanted to do. Yeah. The body of Rose Evans, 32, was found on August 24th of 1991 in a vacant lot on East 39th Street. She left her hometown of Vermont. Bingham, Bing, Binghamton? Binghamton. Binghamton, sorry. Binghamton, whatever. New York when she was 17. Evans had been strangled, according to coroner Elizabeth K. Belraj. As for Peyton, an anthropologist had to create a model of what she looked like, but she remained unidentified until 1992 when Cleveland put her thumbprint in, the, in an FBI database and got a match. Little picked up Peyton at a bar near East 105th and Euclid Avenues. He described her as a short, plump woman in her 20s with brown hair. Little confessed to killing another Cleveland woman in 1977 or 1978. The woman murdered in 1977 or 1978 was found on March 18th of 1983 in Willowby Hills, Ohio, according to um, Namus. That's what I was thinking. Or no. Yeah, Namus. 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 Whatever. The National Missing and Unidentified Person System. Yep. Take you know, when you go to Walmart, you see all those things? Yeah. So can I say something about this real yes. quick? So they also f- could tell after a body has been decaying for a while, mm-hmm. a lot of people will, will think, how do you tell how they died? You can actually tell how someone died by strangulation by a certain degree. Because of the hyoid bone. Hyo wow. Hyoid bone. Hyoid bone? Why can I say that? Hyoid? Hyoid bone? Hyoid bone, bone, bone. Say it three times fast, guys. The bone in the neck. I can't say it. Hi- hyoid, whatever. Yeah. And so, like, there would be a body com- almost completely de- decomposed, but they yeah. could just tell by that bone if they were strangled to death. Uh-huh. And that's how they were able to put these t- people together. Mm-hmm. So was, I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, that is. How after 30 years, they could still tell how someone died by that. Yeah. So just in case you guys didn't know. Yeah, fun fact. Fun not, fact. Not so fun, fun fact. Murder fact. Yeah. 
So, where was I at? She was likely. She was likely. Um, she was likely black and somewhere between 17 and 35 years old. Which is like a really big bridge. Yeah, no big deal, right? But, you yeah. know. So, the woman's body had been dumped down a grassy slope near a fence in a wooded area just off Interstate 271. When her body was found by a man walking his dog, only her skeleton, some clothing, and jewelry remained. Aww. That's really sad. That is. I hate that. Oh. I know. It's not good. All of this is terrible. What a bad person. Yeah. How dare you, dude? Seriously. So Little confessed to killing one woman in Akron, Ohio, two in Cincinnati. One of the bodies was dumped outside of Columbus, Ohio, and one woman he met in Columbus and disposed of in Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. I mean, imagine if he had Tinder back then. He would have been in heaven. He would have been in heaven. Except they, they would have been able to track him. Eh, eh. Obviously, they that didn't. That was a day before social media and cell phones and all of that stuff, so it was easier for them to get away with stuff like this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, one of the two women Little murdered in Cincinnati was one identified as Anna Stewart, 33, whose body was dumped in Grove City, Ohio. <gasps> Stewart? Little? That's what I'm saying. Oh, gosh. Maybe they are related somehow. That's what I'm saying. It's Stuart Little. I guess so. He's like, I'm looking for my brother, Stuart. Have you seen him? <laughs> no. Why would you think that? We have the same last name. Now that you know that, you have to go away. In your little race car. Like, Stuart Little. <laughs> I don't know. So, Stuart was last <laughs> seen on October 6th, 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 uh, wow. 1981, getting out of a cab at General Hospital to see her sister in the hospital. Wait. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got confused. I thought he didn't have a sister, but this was the other Stuart. I'm so sorry. I, I, <laughs> I butchered that name. To see her sister in the hospital, now University of Cincinnati Academic Health Center. Wow, Man, I'm struggling. Tough. I'm having a hard you. time, guys. Yeah. She was killed on October 11th. Oh. He killed the other woman between... 1980 and 1999. The Jane Doe was anywhere from 15 to 50, as the details of her age and the date of her murder are unclear. You want to take over, Keely? It's not much left. So she was black, slender, wore glasses, and lived in the over-the-Rhine neighborhood of Cincinnati with a heavy female Hispanic. Little left her beside a cigarette billboard in Ohio. That was way back then because I don't think they have cigarette billboards anymore. They just have those um, vaping. I don't even vape anymore. There's not very many. Now all it is is stupid stuff. Yeah. On June 7th of 2019, Little was indicted in Hamilton County, Ohio for murdering the two women killed in Cincinnati. So what he did was he drew portraits of the women that he killed. And the portraits were released by the FBI in hopes that someone... Uh, identifying the in hopes of someone identifying the women at least one portrait has solved a cold case in akron ohio and november of 2020 little confessed to two florida murders uh, for one of which another man was wrongfully convicted so remember how we mentioned how he went to florida that one time Mm. well he lived in florida for a while yeah he lived in especially at a younger age yeah so, technically, he could have done a lot worse. Yeah. So, the FBI has a really thorough list of all of the confessions, as well as the portraits. Uh, so, we're going to link that below, like we said, but it's it's really insane. How there's like, oh, here, like I said earlier, here's some Arby's or something. Here, have a Coke. Go draw what you can remember about this lady. I think I remember that lady. She lived here, right, in this state? Here, this is me to put this city in this state. Yeah. And I think she uh, um, had had this brown hair blue eyes whatever and she had that dimple and he would just start draw it with a crayon and he's like yeah that's what she looked like and then i think her name was this but i don't remember yeah and Ed, i see some interviews with him it's scary yeah so i'm gonna read what the fbi website says Ooh, even better. Um, we're going to link it below, but this is kind of what they say. So five years after analysts with uh, the FBI violent crime apprehension program, so VICAP began linking cases to convicted murderer Samuel Little, 
and nearly 18 months after a Texas ranger began to elicit from him a breathtaking number of confessions, the FBI has confirmed Little to be the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history. And that's straight from the FBI's profile. Yeah. Or the website, so... I mean, the only worse, the only thing worse than that, and you know, him was FBI itself. Yeah. So in summary, wait, oh, what? <laughs> oh wait, sorry, I was just, I wasn't really. You're listening. agreeing. They're not coming after me now. Little has confessed to 93 murders, and FBI crime analysts believe all of his confessions are credible, and that's huge too. Yeah. Because there are some people, like I said, like Gary Ridgway, who was just a serial confessor. He at that point in his life, I think that he was just looking for notoriety, but then again. His targeted, like, targeted um, victims were sex workers. And honestly... There was a lot of people targeting them. There are women who didn't even get reported as missing because of their lifestyle. They were nomads, just yeah. like Samuel Little. They went up and moved they to f- California, just like They flew under the like radar. Him. And it was hard to even keep track. Like, who knows? Who truly knows? But... As far as confirmed and actually corroborated instances, Samuel Little is, is a little bit more credible. So Little says he strangled his 93 victims between 1970 and 2005. Many of his victims' deaths, however, were originally ruled overdoses or attributed to accidental or undetermined causes. Some bodies were never found. So that is insane. Um, yeah. Just imagine, like, you see an overdose and you yeah. see like the whole neck is like busted up black and blue and that also comes with the sex workers living the high-risk lifestyle and like we mentioned before being considered less human yeah. or they're called what the less dead because back then the police department did not care they, yeah. they straight up didn't and neither did the public whenever cases like this went to court like we saw before they were thrown out because his witnesses were people who who just didn't matter. They weren't trusted. They weren't credible they weren't, yeah. in their eyes of the of exactly. people in law. So it's which very is sad. Re- it's really sad. And then I have a quote. For many years, Samuel Little believed he would not be caught because he thought no one was accounting for his victims, which is true. Uh, this is VICAP crime analyst Christy Palazzo. P- Palazzolo. Even though he is already in prison, the FBI believes it is important to seek justice for each victim to close every case possible. So now, unfortunately, that cannot happen. He will never face true justice for all those victims. I mean, those victims will never have true justice because he's passed away. And he, he never, He'll never be held accountable for every single one. He never told exactly how many, nothing. He just... He was in the process of, yeah. but I don't think he even got to all of them. There's no way. Like, whenever they asked him, like, how many women did you murder? He just started laughing. He's like, huh, wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. And then, yeah, like a month later, he, he died. Yeah. So what they do have, the FBI is asking for the public's help matching the remaining unconfirmed confessions. VICAP, with the support of the Texas Rangers, has provided additional information and details about five cases in hopes that someone may remember a detail that could further the investigation. So they actually encourage you to go through the information if you have any sort of info to contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI or submit a tip on line at tips.fbi.gov so like i said we're gonna link everything below so this Um, is the only time we actually tell you to contact the fbi yeah right which is crazy (laughs) yeah so do you guys want to hear a little bit about what how samuel little spoke about his victims i'm kind of scared i am too but it's fine let me guess he cared little about them (laughs) i'm done was that a good one it was terrible okay all right here we go Tell me about Mary Ann. Is she what you not dating call a transgender? She's a black male dressed up as a female. Okay. How tall is, is she? Mary Ann about five seven seven five six. She weighed about one thirty five. Okay. One maybe one forty. And how old do you think she was? But she was nineteen. Okay. And where was she from? Uh, Miami, down in Liberty City. Okay. And did she, um, you mentioned before she had a boyfriend, or she talked about a boyfriend? Named Wes. Wes? Yeah. 
And tell me about where you met her at. I seen her down at the Guar on 17th Avenue, and she had on a short cream miniskirt. The cream and red. So then this opportunity popped up. Take her to the store. Right. Still, we bring her back to the apartment. I went down 27th Street. That's going down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. called the uh, Alligator Alley. It, it turns into, it runs into Alligator Alley. Right. But the further out you get, the further you get out of Miami. Right. And you, you got vegetation in there. Now, how far outside of Miami you think you were? About, it wasn't too far out of Miami, right okay. there. I was in my stepdad's car, Pontiac Lemans. And where'd you take her to? Continue. Down 27. Mm -hmm. Got back on 27. Going outside of my okay. Miami. Going away from Miami. Going away from Miami. We got down past the uh, past the let's say limits. So I continued on toward Fort Lauderdale, and I seen a road going off the main road back into vegetation mm -hmm. on the left side. So I got her out of the car. Pull her out and drug her into the growth back there and pull her deeper into the, a path, a little path was running somewhere, I don't know where it led it to, but it was running deeper into the undergrowth. Mm -hmm. it, it's like uh, Everglades like that. And we ran into uh, uh, some water running. And, but before we got to the water, the earth was mushy. I turned her loose. And she fell into it face down. And how far outside of Miami do you think you were? About a mile, two miles. Uh, what year did Marianne occur? Uh, 72. Okay, 1972. So you can see he has an extraordinary recollection. I mean, he gives details. Great details. Great their, details. Their age, their height, their weight. Yeah. So how far he took him off the road, road, as he said, down the way. They describe him as having a photographic memory. And he has a painting or a drawing of Marianne. So it's crazy. It's just absolutely insane. So we might leave that picture maybe somewhere. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll probably it post it somewhere, but on also... On our page, Facebook page, uh, Instagram page on that stuff. Yeah, and you never know. You might as well take a look because you might have a family member. You could have somebody on your Facebook, even just sharing the post and trying to help the FBI. Like, all we can do is share it in the hopes yeah. of somebody somewhere. Somebody somewhere knows these people. They're not... A neighbor, um, yeah, a church have, somewhere. They have a family of some sort. Yeah. And so all, all we can do is hope that they can find answers. So it's crazy. It's insane. And it's sad. And all we can do is hope that most of these can get answered. So. But yeah, that is Samuel Little. That took away less time than I expected. Which is not that bad. No, it's not terrible. We are able to fit it into one episode. Yeah, which is fine. So you know how you have Sam Little up there? Sam you know Little. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Yeah. Little Wayne, Little Pump, Little Nas, Little <laughs> Sam, Little Killer. Mm, yeah. Oh, choke me, Daddy. Jeffrey. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> um, so they also have a map on the FBI website where there's little, like, um, what are they called? Disappearances? No. Uh, uh, they're little waypoints as to where these murders occurred so you could even go to your state your specific state and see if there's one on on your state or maybe one close to you and that specific one maybe you could share with your family members yeah because he literally traveled everywhere coast yeah. to coast and who knows how many in between like we said traveling that he could have picked up dropped off he could have been here in arizona he was he, 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 he was Ooh. yeah he was in arizona uh there was a Hispanic female in her 40s killed in 1988 or 1996, victim possibly from Phoenix. So there's no name, but they just say Hispanic female. Oh, so. but do you and have that's a an unmatched confession, and there is drawing. Yep. Okay. So we'll have to share that one specifically since we're from Arizona. We'll share those that one on our page. Um, but yeah, they go state by state, and they list off every single unmatched confession 
So it's a good resource. Maybe we can get some more answers. You know, that'd be really cool if, if we were able to help in some sort of capacity. But that's all we can do at this point. Yeah. So... But thank you, Kaylee, for this awesome story. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We can't believe that we've made our first pass through the United States, and we have so much more to come. There's going to be some sort of small hiatus in between this season and next just while we prepare. We're going to try and get some more exciting stuff. New intros, maybe some new artwork for the podcast. So Maybe I might get good. We're going to stock up on some merchandise and get some merchandise going, so... Just be on the lookout. We will not, this will not be the last episode by any means. We're going to be doing... Our campfire, campfire horror story. Perfect, Jeff. <laughs> yes, get some s'mores, guys. Get some s'mores. Um, we do need your personal paranormal stories. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do because technically it's supposed to be the 10th episode. Maybe we'll just like... Isn't this the 10th episode? No, it'll be number nine, at least 69 or 79 or something like that. Oh, this is 69. <laughs> 69. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. So you're going to fact check me? I am going to fact check you right here, right now, live. Live? Yeah. Okay, it will be 69. <laughs> yeah. So the next one will be 70. Oh, it will. Yay. I, I'm good at math. <laughs> I know I'm good at something, guys. That's good. I'm not good at notes. I'm not good I'm at talking. I'm glad you are because I am not. I'm good at keeping track. Of my mistakes. Whoa, we're famous, Kaylee. I guess so. I guess not. And I'm Jeff. Wait, I'm not done. Oh, we're not? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got excited, guys. We don't have any fun f- state facts because, you know, it's not one state. It's like a bunch of states. But. I have something to say. Be careful out there, guys. Yeah, be The world safe. is crazy. It is crazy. There's crazy stuff going on. Be nice to each other. Love one another. Be more understanding, open-minded with everyone. Don't strangle anyone. Please. Even though it's very tempting in today's society. Yeah, and we, we joke about, you know, killing and murder and all this stuff, but seriously, just take it easy. Yeah. Go get Starbucks. Go read a book. <laughs> go relax. Go get a sundae. Go get cookies. Cookies. Ooh, Ooh pizza. Now I'm getting hungry. So... All right. Well, please send in your personal paranormal stories for our last Camp Horror Campfire story before season two. It's going to be a fun one, I think. I don't know what we're doing yet, but we're figuring it out. We're doing something. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. We fly by the seat of our pants, guys. I That's how do. it is. She, we I'm don't plan off. everything. I'm anything. rubbing off on her, guys. We have new setups coming up, too. I'm so excited. Guys, get excited because next season is going to be lit. Lit. I'm sorry. Little. So anyway, email. <laughs> Is that funny? No. Email those personal paranormal stories to United States of Horror at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash United States of Horror. We also have a fanatics page where it's just a personal group that's private. So. Yeah. So don't have to don't feel uncomfortable if you post something and you yeah. feel like you're being judged. No, no one will post judge you. Post memes, post articles, do yeah. what you want to do. Do what do you boost? You do you boost. Thank you for all the new likes. Talk to us. Yeah, thank you guys. Reach out if you haven't. Seriously, we love talking to everyone. We love talking true crime, paranormal, urban legends, all that fun stuff. So. Maybe we can talk about something you want to talk about. Maybe. Let me try to explain one of your stories. That'll oh, be the goodness. most horrible, funniest thing ever. It would be. We still have a couple that we need to read, so You're a read. Anyway, find our socials listed below and Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that fun stuff. Podcasts. Visit our Patreon for bonus content. We're going to be revamping that for the next season also. So keep an eye out for that. We love you guys and we will talk to you later. Later. I'm Jeff. And I'm Kaylee. And we are the United, United States, States of Horror. Horror. Bye. Bye guys. That was awesome, Kaylee. I